Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Takes a shot, runs into the box, shot, score! It's time for Atlanta Sucker Tonight. Tune in as Jason Longshore gives you insight and analysis on the beautiful game, including headlines from around the world of soccer. Rebound! Score! This is Atlanta Soccer Tonight, brought to you by Moe's Southwest Grill. Welcome to Moe's. Atlanta Soccer Tonight is on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Here's Jason Longshore. Let's kick it. Atlanta soccer tonight, live on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. I'm Jason Longshore. Welcome to our weekly show. We cover soccer in Atlanta, in the state of Georgia, in the Southeast, in the United States, and beyond. That's what we do on Atlanta soccer tonight. Every Monday night, generally around 11 o'clock, sometimes a little later after Hawks basketball, sometimes a little bit earlier, like on a President's Day Monday. We're five days away from the start of the 2023 Major League Soccer season, officially kicking off on Saturday night. It is season number 28 for Major League Soccer, and it's season number seven for Atlanta United. There's a lot to talk about on both sides of that, along with the 3-4-3 to wrap things up in the final segment. Let's get caught up on the Atlanta United side of things. Two preseason games in the books. Preseason is done. Toluca last Wednesday in the American Family Insurance Cup and a closed-door match in St. Louis on Saturday. So I can't really tell you a whole lot about St. Louis. I do have a couple things I want to dig into, but I can tell you what I saw against Toluca. And and thanks to everybody who came to the match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Thanks to everybody who listened on Star 94. Thanks to everybody who watched on Peachtree TV. It's a fun game to call. Um, Preseason's preseason. Look, I mean, it's... It's competitive to a point, and I thought Gonzalo Pineda expressed that in the sense that you put the Atlanta United kit on, you want to win. You're also not going to mess up your long-term plans on a preseason game, even if a trophy's on the line. You're not going to mess up your overall plans in terms of preseason development. That's why you didn't see Brad Kazan and Miles Robinson, because they were intending to start in St. Louis on Saturday to get into that match rhythm of a game on the weekend and not try to play two games as look, they're, they're still, they're recovering from Achilles ruptures last year. They are good, but there's no need to put extra minutes on them right now. So they did not start against Toluca outside of that. It was as first choice as it could be to start the match. No Luis Abram. He has received his work permit. He played in St. Louis. He did not have it in time to play on Wednesday. No Yorgos Yakimakis in either one of these games. Fingers crossed that that work permit comes through before Saturday. I would expect that he will play if it does. I don't know how much. I don't know where his fitness is. 
Gonzalo Pineda will speak to the media on Thursday and fingers crossed that the paperwork's in and we know a little bit more at that point. So the game against Toluca, great, great start for Atlanta United. Brooks Lennon gets a goal with his left foot inside the 18-yard box. Didn't see that coming. The cross from Caleb Wiley. Then Lennon creates a turnover with the pressure, assists Luis Araujo. He just keeps on scoring in preseason. He scored again in St. Louis. Two goals in three minutes. Everything is really good for the five stripes. Then it wasn't. The rest of the first half felt like the foot came off the gas pedal. And that's something that worried me a little bit. That's something that can't be the norm. And it wasn't acceptable here in in this one. Ivan Lopez was able to turn inside to make it 2-1, and he just can't. When you go back and you watch that play, and I I talked about it a lot on the TV broadcast, he turns back inside, and Juan Oparata lets him get to his right foot rather than shutting that down, where he had help to push Lopez to his left. He had Noah Cobb on that side. I believe he had one other defender on that side. And Lopez was able to turn and get to his right foot and beat Quentin Westberg. That was a bad play. That that can't happen. It's not typical, actually, for Juan Hope Parata. That's not good. That made it 2-1. Second goal really came from Atlanta United dropping too deep as the half went on. Um, kind of, again, losing that intensity. And Toluca had a, a sustained spell of possession inside the attacking half. When you have that, a lot of times teams do get pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. We see that with Atlanta United against other teams. You saw it here. And no one was able to step out on Sebastian Salcedo. And he hits a golazo. Uh, It's a great goal. Quentin Westbrook gets a hand to it. That's all he could get to it. It was well-placed. It was well-hit. And we've seen Bofo Salcedo do this before. Real Salt Lake's development of Bofo Salcedo. And he's a guy that I thought might break into a national team-level talent. He went to Mexico, and he has not been a consistent guy. He's moved to Toluca. He scored back-to-back golazos again on last Sunday against Cruz Azul and, and, and in this one. He's not a regular there. There's talented guys in front of him, and we'll see. We'll see what happens with Buffalo Salcedo, but man, what a goal. That made it 2-2. Wholesale changes for both teams at halftime. What was interesting about that is, one, and I talked about this on March to Match Day, and we talked about it in, in the pregame for this match, Toluca did not bring a whole lot of U-20s. Now, they did mix and match in their 245s with first-team players who haven't played as much this year, a couple of U-20s, a couple more than have been part of the squad in general, but it was a mix and match. And their second 45, you might argue, was more dangerous than their first 45. against Atlanta United second 45, which was absolutely not more dangerous than the first 45. But man, they played well. I was so impressed with the kids of Atlanta United's Academy, of Atlanta United 2. Ronald Hernandez was in that mix. Claymont Diop was in that mix. But two Academy players as part of the group, not on professional deals, Luke Brennan and Alan Carlton. I thought both were excellent. I thought Johnny Fortune was excellent. His first preseason outing. And he had a factor in the goal that he flicks on a header from an Aiden McFadden cross. McFadden playing as a left back, by the way. Keep that one in the back pocket. Fortune flicks the header on. And what a composed finish from Luke Brennan. Luke Brennan was the star of the night. Luke Brennan uh, won the Golden Spike of Excellence. Luke Brennan 
parlayed that performance into a start with the first team group in St. Louis on Saturday. Luke Brennan might just be your next homegrown signing. It's really up to him because he's he has the opportunity to go to the University of South Carolina and play in the Sun Belt. South Carolina and, and men's soccer doesn't play in the SEC. There isn't a men's soccer SEC conference, so they play in the Sun Belt. Um, Tony Annan would love to have Luke Brennan in Columbia, South Carolina in the fall. I don't know if he gets there because B has had the preseason that he's had. He's going to have time with Atlanta United to, to impress in the first part of the MLS Next Pro season. Decisions will be made. And if he goes, again, as we've seen with Machoke Chol, as we saw with Bryce Washington in the past, that does not mean Atlanta United can't sign him to a homegrown contract at the end of his first college season. He could leave school early and sign a homegrown deal. We've seen that around MLS or at any point before Atlanta United would then opt to not sign him to a homegrown deal, which I don't think is going to happen. And he would go in the draft. That's the the process here. Luke Brennan has put himself into that conversation with a great preseason. Now, after that, look, I thought Toluca with their quality ends up showing out. It's a, it's a deflected goal to make it 3-3. And then the final goal, it's an incredible pass from Leo Fernandez, one of my favorite players in Liga MX. Incredible ball to Camila Sanveso. Yes, you might remember him from Vancouver winning the Golden Boot back in 2013. He gets in behind, he beats Claymont Diop, and it's 4-3 Toluca, and that's the final. And it was just so interesting to see Toluca play the second 45 that they did against Atlanta United's 45, and it was a very even matchup. 2-1 to Toluca in the second 45, full credit to them. But the kids did not play like kids. And if you've heard Gonzalo Pineda throughout preseason, that's what really makes him happy is seeing these kids develop and play like grown men, like seasoned professionals. And that's what you're seeing. It's a great time and it's great for competition within the squad. St. Louis, a couple other things, just in case I mentioned them a little bit along the way. Luis Abram did play in St. Louis. Not sure how much he didn't start, but he did play in the second half. Derek Etienne made the trip, did not enter the match, but making the trip makes you feel like he would be at least available on Saturday. Gonzalo Pineda will speak to the media on Thursday. That'll be one of the questions. Trust me. Brennan started with the first team group. Uh, the goals came from Luis Adarujo and Tiago Almada. Brad Gazan and Miles Robinson also started in St. Louis. 2-1 win for Atlanta United over St. Louis City SC. Brand new team in MLS. I believe the Almada goal was uh, from the spot is what I've heard. And the Araujo goal, I'm not sure how that one was scored. Again, it's closed door, so I, I don't really know. Um, believe Luis Araujo scored in every preseason match. That's pretty cool. Does that mean he's going to score 20 goals? No, it doesn't. But it means he's in really good form right now. And it means he's feeling very confident right now. And these are good things for an attacking player. So a couple more minutes here in the first segment. And, and I want to kind of work from the back to the front just on a couple of thoughts and what I've seen in two preseason games out of five. I didn't see Atlante. I didn't see Cruz Azul down there. And I did not see St. Louis. So two of five, that's a very incomplete preseason. Let's let's, let's work the other way because the attack is, is a little more exciting to start with because it's been really good and it's not complete right now. You don't have Yorgos Yakamakis. You haven't had him at all. Derek Etienne, if he made the trip to St. Louis, you would think that he trained some in the, the run-up to that. So a little bit, but he hasn't played in preseason. So two of your front four that has played and played really well, but that's two of four. 
Okay. You would hope that Etienne and Yakumakis coming into that will be an improvement over the guys who have played instead in preseason. No knock on them. You signed Eric Etienne. You signed Yorgos Yakumakis for a reason. Let's see what they can do. The chemistry has to be built. The attack, you should feel very good about. I include Tiago Almada in that attack. The midfield, we're talking about midfield duo. Santi Sosa is going to be suspended for the first two games. We've seen Franco Ibarra and Mateus Hosechu in general in that role. A little bit because of availability and a little bit because I think that's probably the best duo for these first two games without Santiago Sosa. Osvaldo Alonso has not been part of anything in preseason yet. Amar Sadich has been injured for at least a large part of preseason. Uh, Johnny Fortune was uh, building up fitness. I think he had an off-season injury, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, just an assumption because he was building up fitness early in preseason. Uh, Johnny Fortune, I think, could factor in to that central midfield. I really do. Uh, Gonzalo Pineda is very, very high on Fortune. And he looked great in the limited minutes he was able to play against Toluca. But they were limited. I don't know if he's going to be ready to start or play a significant role on Saturday. So I think that leaves you Ibarra and Hosechu. And that's okay. I think it'll be Sosa and Hosechu once the season starts. I think Sadich will get his minutes and Sadich will push and get that time. I don't know where he is fitness-wise right now to see if he can do that for Saturday. I think he will get games during the season, but I think Mateus Hosechu is ahead of him. And I know that bothers some people, and I honestly just don't know why at this point other than social media noise and narratives because Mateus Hosechu is fine in his role. He's not a 10. He's not a 6. He's an eight. He's the link. He's the mix. He does a little bit of both. Defensively, he's solid. Not great. Solid. You could say he's a better defender than Darlington Nagby, to be perfectly honest. Uh, He's more active as a defender. The numbers back that up. Uh, Is he as good in the final third as Nagby? Nope, he's not. And that's the element of his game that can take him to another level. I I think there's this thing, and I've talked about it, in terms of six goals plus assists is what I'd love to see from him. That's not a ton. He can do that. And if he does, I think he's then at another level. If he doesn't get to that level, can he still be what Atlanta United needs from that position? Absolutely, he can. Defense, look, they've given up too many goals in preseason. That's got to change. Get Luis Abram into that mix, and let's see where it stands. Also, just build the chemistry with that group because it has not been as good as it needs to be. And that's something that's going to have to change. So how is Atlanta United going to prepare for San Jose? What is coming in this match on Saturday? I had a chance to talk to somebody who knows, at least on the other side, what's coming. Ted Ramey, the play-by-play commentator for the San Jose Earthquakes. Talk to him this afternoon. You're going to hear some from Ted coming up on Atlanta Soccer tonight. We'll be back in five minutes on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When it comes to the world of soccer, we've got you covered. This is Atlanta Soccer Tonight with Jason Longshore. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back. Atlanta Soccer Tonight, live on 92.9 Game and the Odyssey app every Monday night, all year long, Atlanta Soccer Talk on the game. This afternoon, I had a chance to catch up with San Jose Earthquakes play-by-play commentator Ted Ramey about the upcoming match. Let's do a little opposition research together, shall we? So I started off asking Ted to catch us up on what we've missed since we last saw the San Jose Earthquakes, which was 2019. It's kind of weird in that this series hasn't happened in a long time. And all three games that they've played have been incredibly crazy. Now, the last one involved Matias Almeida, whose San Jose Earthquakes were always incredibly crazy. I asked Ted Ramey to kind of put a bow on the Matias Almeida era of the Quakes. Yes, uh, for lack of a better term, frustrating is one we can use. And I always define it as peaks and valleys. And before I go any any further, one of the things that people always said to me was when we parted ways with Almeida, people were like, are you glad that he's gone? And I was like, no, like I wanted to win with the big name coach who was known around global football and was wanted and everybody was in on him. And he was always a really good dude with me. And like you alluded to, it was highly entertaining soccer um, it just didn't work out, unfortunately, in his, like I said, his idiosyncratic style of man marking. You didn't really find that very many other places in you know, Major League Soccer or global football. And it, when it was working, it was really, really fun. And I always go back to that matchup. Um, even when we were down a man with you guys in 2019, it was yeah. still like a really compelling match. I believe that was the game where Wando got his first ever red card from the bench. He did. And I remember Chris Penso, I was like, what is Chris Penso doing? Like, this is not when you red card Wondolowski. And I think, did Almeida get thrown out of that game too? He did. He, yeah. He got thrown out. I think Wando got the red from the bench. I was the same way. I'm like, why are you sending him off from the bench? And then I think Chris came out on Twitter and said, at least edited what he said to get thrown out. And yeah, he probably should have been thrown out. It was just so, it was crazy. It was like, what is going on right now? But wild game. It was a, it was a fun game. And I feel like whenever San Jose and Atlanta play, it's been a really fun game. So that 2019 game, yeah, Wondolowski was thrown out and I, I did go back to look to see what he tweeted and, Yes, if that's what he said, you have to throw him out. There's just no way around it. Uh, Chris Benso did his job. That game needed two goals after the 90th minute. Emerson Heinemann had to go ahead to make it 2-1. I think Joseph had a late goal to make it 3-1. The 2018 game, y'all already know, that is the greatest comeback in Atlanta United history. Uh, The epitome of five stripes after dark was that 2018 game. The 2017 game on July 4th was also insanity at Bobby Dodd Stadium. 
uh, all kinds of wild things in, in that one. Some big time golosos in, in that game. Just a a crazy series. And I don't think San Jose is going to be quite as crazy in general going forward with Luchi Gonzalez now as the San Jose manager. I think he'll be trying to replicate his initial success in Dallas with a young team. He's got a young team in San Jose. Here's Ted's thoughts on Luchi Gonzalez and the Quakes in 2023. It does. And he was the academy director in Dallas for about a decade before he took over as the head coach. And in my opinion, I think that he did his job a little bit too well because he developed these young talents. They sold them off and then they didn't replace them in his final year. So he got the ax there, ended up going to the national team and Dallas brought in a new head coach after that. And they had success after spending money on players. So I think that was, it didn't paint him in the best light. I think, think that I won't say a raw deal, but it was like, he was so good at his job that when his talent was depleted, it seemed like he was held to an unfair standard. But again, that's just one man's opinion. Um, but, you know, in terms of what we know about his development, where the earthquakes are with lung talents like Cruz Medina, who's been having you know high levels of success, hat tricks with the U-17s. We look at where you get players like Cade Cowell, who's 19 now, and he's got incredible athletic ability and just all the skill in the world. He just kind of needs to marry marry it all together because you can tell that it's not you know it, it doesn't all fit perfectly with cal yet he's got tons of ability it just seems like he doesn't know how to master its usage all entirely yet so once that happens you're really excited about that um and you know you got nico chakiris another young talent yeah. who seems like he's ready to take it to that next level so you look at those aspects combined with some of the talents that the earthquakes have and it's interesting looking at their roster right now because if you go up top with Jeremy Obobese, 17 goals last year, three assists. I think you can make an argument that he was one of the premier strikers in Major League Soccer last year. You look at, on the right wing, Christian Espinosa. You look at what he's done since he came into the league in 2019. He's been one of the most productive wingers in the league. On the left-hand side, whether it's Cowell or Benji Kakanovich, who has been mm -hmm. associated with Europe a lot in this offseason, a lot of potential over there. Carlos Gruezo in the middle. Jamiro Montero at kind of an 8-10-ish position. Jackson Yule, more of an eight to a six position. We're talking about players that are very, very good. Now, as I said before, the defense is the question previously still is. Nathan just goes down with an ACL injury in preseason, who was our best center back. And they had signed Rodriguez in the offseason or in the end of last year in the summer window. Plus, you have two other um, fullbacks, Trauco and Acapo, and we're kind of still waiting to see what those guys are. And so you know, we know a lot about a Gruezo, an Espinosa, a Montero, a Yule, a Cowell, and a Bobasi. And the questions still are along that back line. Jonathan Mensa comes in from Columbus, who I'm sure some Atlanta fans are glad they won't have to see him as often because he's yes. such a talent back there. But, you know, right now, you look at what we think we know of Lucci. And it, this is the other thing, Jason, is that he keeps on talking about how he's changed since Dallas to the national team and his experiences there. And so I think that's what we're all waiting to see on Saturday. Like, what does the new Luchi Gonzalez team look like? Because before, I'm sure it was a bit more prototypical. And now I'm sure it's going to have nuance and difference um, that he had. And he, he's consistently talked this preseason about what he learned being an assistant with the national team because it was his first time being an assistant. So um, long answer, but I think we're all very excited. And yes, Luchi does seem like the right guy for this particular moment in time for the earthquakes. Great insight from Ted Ramey, the San Jose play-by-play -play commentator on radio. 
One more. I had to go a little bit deeper on the biggest signing that San Jose has had. Carlos Gureso, straight off the World Cup for Ecuador. He's going to be their six slash eight. I think between him and Jackson Yule, we'll see which one sits deeper more often. It might be a little bit of a trade-off between the two. But I asked Ted how Gureso will improve the side. Yeah, he is remarkable in terms of like if you see how much ground he covers if you see the way that he can kind of make those line breaking passes the way he can get in offensively like he will play as the traditional six i assume because we need to learn exactly how um is going to use Garazo, even though we can probably look at the six months they work together in dallas but i think it's very interesting to note um what Garazo represents because to me it's been all about strengthening the spine of the san jose earthquakes if you look at the center back pairing before it was Rodriguez and Nathan okay Nathan goes down with injury but they immediately bring in Jonathan Mensa because last year and the years previously with Almeida they got broken up down the spine like teams would spread them out and run right up the gut and I think that's something that immediately general manager Chris Leach and Luchi Gonzalez said this is something we need to address so you look at Gruezo in the middle now you have Mensa and Rodriguez who we assume is the starting center back in the middle and then you have Yule on top of that and then you have Montero on top of that and then you have a Bobasi on top of that like that spine right up and down the middle was already looking to be more improved with the addition of what they had done in the offseason just to kind of bring in Lucci and be more focused you add Gruezo to that and it just seems like the earthquakes are going to be able to funnel teams a little bit more to the outside and try and not allow themselves to be vulnerable up the gut the way they were previously and I think that's what we're most excited about is how does Gruezo anchor the midfield as a destroyer, as somebody who can move around and make the ball not come into the interior where things, listen, when you, when the ball gets into the final third in the middle, that's always a little bit scary. I think everybody would always rather deal with, you know, a cross and defend from there when the ball's in the air. But if you can push everything to the outside, that allows the spacing defensively to be a little bit better. It allows everyone to be a little bit more comfortable, less emergency defending. If you want to know something else that defined the Matias Almeida era, <laughs> yes, it did. emergency defending. So I think with Gruezo, we'll probably see less of that combined with Luchi Gonzalez. And again, combined with what I feel is a really strong spine for the earthquakes. Now, even with Nathan going down, immediately bringing in Mensa and having other good depth center backs, like Tanner Beeson's a guy that doesn't get enough love. Um, you know, he was uh, one of the best collegiate players at Stanford. And since he's come into the earthquakes when he was drafted in 2020, um, it seems like someone's always gone down with injury and he's always been the guy to step in as well at center back and get a lot more starts maybe than people predicted. So uh, Gruezo right there, though, at the six, that gives the earthquakes a lot of strength in the middle. And I think will be a big part of allowing them to do what Lucha Gonzalez specifically wants to do. Just an awesome conversation with Ted Ramey, KNBR, San Jose, Earthquakes, play-by-play commentator. You'll be able to listen to him on Earthquakes home games on the new MLS season pass on Apple. Had a little test this weekend. It's it's easy. It's very easy. Just like you can listen to us for games from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. But make sure you check out Off the Woodwork because the whole conversation will be posted there. So if you're subscribing then it's going to be dropped into your inbox wherever you get your podcasts. There's even a bonus for you because this morning, I filled it on the morning show. It's been a long day for me from 6 to 10 this morning, and I was hanging out with Sam Crenshaw, and we brought Matt Lowry, Atlanta United's Academy Director, into the mix. That conversation is also on Off the Woodwork. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts to Off the Woodwork. 
All right, stuff to bounce around the league in a very short period of time. Miguel Barry has been linked with a move to Atlanta United. Stephen Goff, Tom Bogert have both reported it. It is not official as of yet. It has not been announced by either club. But it would be a trade for $250,000 in allocation money, according to Stephen Goff of the Washington Post. He was born in Barcelona, grew up in the U.S. He came to the U.S. when he was eight years old, went to college at the University of San Diego, uh, drafted number seven in 2020 by the Columbus Crew, loaned twice to the San Diego Loyal in USL Championship because Jossie Zardis was there. He's getting all the minutes. Loan was recalled in the summer of 21 when Zardis was away during the Gold Cup. And Miguel Berry scored eight goals in 18 games. He was averaging one goal per 105 minutes played. That was the fourth highest scoring rate across the league in 2021. Expectations were very big in 2022. He had two goals in the first 16 games for the crew who had a number of other issues as well. He was then traded to DC United when the crew brought in Cucho Hernandez. 225,000 in that trade, plus an extra 100,000 if certain performance metrics were hit. We don't know if they were. He did not score for DC in the second half of 2022. That team had some issues as well. Uh, he's six foot three. He's a very hard worker. And for his size, he's a guy who has good pace and he likes to make runs in behind. He's very active. That active number nine is something that I think it's, it's kind of clear. Gonzalo Pineda is prioritizing. It's what he wants for the system. It's what he wants for the style of play. Miguel Berry fits that. And if Yorgos Yakimakis is not available this weekend, I would not be surprised if this deal gets done. If Miguel Berry is starting up top for Atlanta United, but have to wait and see. Everything's got to be made official. Uh, the team is training tomorrow. There will be media availability afterwards. Miguel Barry has not been talked about or listed or anything, but we'll see if an announcement is coming. A couple other things around the league. The transfer sending Julian Araujo to Barcelona is finally done. FIFA allowed it. Right thing for everybody involved. The Galaxy are going to need to replace him. They can't add anybody from outside the U.S. in the summer window. Remember that from the rules breaches in the Christian Pavone signing. They did get the Tyler Boyd edition done today. So he's on board. Moses Nyman is in Real Salt Lake on loan from Belgium. He was with D.C. before, but he didn't play when he went to Belgium. Now he's going to play at Real Salt Lake. Dallas and Toronto made a trade. A little bit surprising. Brandon Cervania, originally from Birmingham, Alabama. He goes to Toronto. Jesus Jimenez comes to Dallas. I was a little surprised by that one. Sergio Cordova is coming back to MLS. He'll play for Vancouver. He will be a designated player. He had 11 goals, two assists last year for RSL. And I mentioned MLS season pass. There was a little bit of a soft launch Saturday night. The final preseason games for a few teams were broadcast. I thought the picture quality was amazing. I liked the pregame and postgame content. Um, loved the audio ability to switch to the home team radio. Orlando and LA Galaxy had a home team radio call. It was very easy to switch to it. Fully synced up. Everything ready to go. So season pass was uh, a hit for me in its little soft launch. And if you are a T-Mobile or Metro PCS subscriber, be on the lookout on your uh, Tuesday's app because you can get it for free tomorrow. That's going to hit. Um, if you're a season ticket holder, you already get it for free. Go ahead and get your subscriptions done if you have not already. It is going to be worth it. I'm excited. All right. Three local stories, four world headlines, three things that make me smile about this game that we love so much. The 3-4-3 is up next in five minutes on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time to wrap up tonight's show with a 343. Three, four. Three. Three local stories, four headlines from around the world, and three things that made you smile about the game. Atlanta Soccer Tonight is on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Welcome back. Atlanta Soccer Tonight, final segment on a Monday, a few days before the MLS season gets underway. It's the 343. It is a lot of content in a short period of time. So vamos, three local stories that you need to know about. First off, shout out to uh, Day Day behind the glass at the Kia Studios and Prep Sports Nation. Make sure you're checking that out on Saturday nights. You can also find the podcast as well on the 92.9 The Game podcast on the Odyssey app. This one's a Prep Sports Nation special. Huge high school boys soccer match tomorrow afternoon in Peachtree City. Two undefeated teams. Both made the state championships last year, Dalton and McIntosh. They're the top two ranked teams in 5A. That game's going to kick off at 4 p.m. I think both schools are on fall break, or not fall break, winter break. And it's a 4 p.m. kick. Uh, John Nelson and I are going to be down there. We're going to make the call for soccer down here, so you can listen to it on the SDH app or at soccerdownhere.net as well. It's also on the NFHS page for McIntosh High School. McIntosh's girls will be hosting St. Ann Pacelli from Columbus at 6 p.m. If you're looking for something to do tomorrow in Peachtree City. 
Number two on the local side, Atlanta United 2, the preseason schedule released last week. They hosted Georgia Revolution over the weekend. Upcoming games against the Savannah Clovers. New professional USL League 1 team won Knoxville SC. The Greenville Triumph from USL League 1, KSA Pro Profile, and Crown Legacy, which is Charlotte's MLS Next Pro side. And speaking of MLS Next Pro, the season is expected to start during the weekend of March 25th. And I believe the schedule is coming out very, very soon on that. Maybe in the next week is what I'm hearing. I don't know anything more about broadcast yet. Hopefully, uh, we'll get a chance to be part of that. It might be a, a national call. Not sure, but we'll have plenty of Atlanta United 2 coverage. Don't you worry. Number three on the local side, Mikey Ambrose announced his retirement from the professional game this week. Uh, with the exception of 2020, and we try to forget 2020 at all costs, Mikey's been with Atlanta United since the club launched in 2017. Um, I'll always remember his two goals for Atlanta United 2 in 2018 against Toronto. Uh, sweet free kicks. I'll remember the best performance that Mikey had in an Atlanta United kit, the Eastern Conference semifinal in 2019 against Philadelphia. Uh, Frank DeBoer wanted to go with a 4-3-3 in that one. Left backs were injured at the time, if I remember correctly, and Mikey Ambrose had been playing for Atlanta United 2 and playing very well, and he got the job done in a big-time playoff game. I'll always remember his willingness to spend time with Atlanta United 2. And that was a big part of Mikey Ambrose's time here. And, and probably the most important thing that I'm going to remember about Mikey Ambrose's time in Atlanta, all the things that all those young players, the Academy guys, the MLS or the USL championship guys at the time, MLS next pro coming up next, uh, the, the young professionals that Mikey Ambrose was willing to go play with that second team and play in those games and mentor those young guys. Uh, it, has benefited the club in a massive, massive way. Noah Cobb and his performances are a testament to that. He played next to Mikey Ambrose a lot last season. Mikey played as a center back quite a bit for Atlanta United too uh, because it was what was needed. And his mentorship is going to pay dividends for a long time to come. So great career, Mikey Ambrose. And I can tell you, Mikey's going to be a great coach at whatever level he decides to go for. If he wants to work with youth, he'll be amazing. If he wants to go the professional route, he'll be great. Mikey Ambrose, really one of the good guys in the game, and we're going to miss him in the professional game for sure. Four headlines from around the world. Let's start with the U.S. women's national team. It was a win yesterday against Japan. It was a Mallory Swanson goal in the 45th minute, sixth goal in 2023 for Swanson. She's the youngest player to score in five straight matches since Alex Morgan did it in 2012 at 22 years old. Uh, Mallory's 24 years old now. Five-game scoring streak, longest for a U.S. women's national team player since Kristen Press in 2019 to 2020. But it was not a good overall performance. Uh, Japan, who is ranked outside the top 10 now, they were better. They were tactically better. They were technically better. Uh, they were sharp. The U.S. was not exactly sharp. The goal was great from Swanson. Don't get me wrong. But Japan looked much better than the U.S. Japan's press gave the U.S. problems. Uh, the possession was really good for Japan. Now, the final third wasn't as good as it needed to be. But they still outshot the U.S. 15-5. to five. The U.S. never had control of this. Japan is not what they were before when they won a World Cup and got to a final in 2015. There are better teams in Europe than Japan. The U.S. has to improve. 
this performance, this level of performance is not good enough for the U.S. to defend its World Cup title. And it hasn't been good enough for a little while. I've liked what Vlatko Andonovsky, I think, is going for with this group. But it's not working yet. And you're at the point now where you have to figure out how you're going to defend your title. Because it is about winning the World Cup for the U.S. Women's National Team. It's not about having a nice showing. It's not about scoring some goals. It's not about making a little run. It's about winning the thing. Current form right now, they're not going to win the World Cup. Things have to change. We'll see how they do. Number two on the worldwide headlines, Champions League this week. I'm going to hit these kind of quick. Napoli, I think, is playing the best soccer in the world right now. They've won five straight in Serie A. They will go to Germany to face Eintracht Frankfurt. Eintracht Frankfurt won over the weekend, but they lost 3-0 earlier uh, in the month to FC Köln. Napoli is just flying high with the goals right now. The Georgian Maradona, Kvica Kvarchkela, and I know I butchered that, and I'm sorry to the Republic of Georgia listeners out there. Him along with Victor Osimhen, those guys have been scoring for fun as of late. The headlines are going to be Liverpool and Real Madrid. Uh, Liverpool's won back-to-back games, first time since December 30th. Real Madrid's won four in a row. They won two of those at the Club World Cup. That's going to be huge tomorrow afternoon. Wednesday, you've got RB Leipzig hosting Manchester City. Leipzig's fifth in the Bundesliga, 1-1-1 in their last three. Not great. Manchester City comes in after a draw with Nottingham Forest on the weekend. Not great, but they are only in two points behind Arsenal, although Arsenal has a game in hand at the top of the Premier League. Uh, The other game, Inter and Porto. I I think it's easy to look at this and say, oh, well, Inter's going to do it. Obviously, they're second in Serie A, but they're 15 points back from Napoli. Uh, They're undefeated in five straight in all competitions. That's good. Porto is undefeated in their last 22 games. Last time they lost was to Benfica on October 21st. Now, they're in second behind Benfica by five points. It wasn't a great start for Porto this season, but 22 straight without a loss. Mehdi Taremi, the Iranian forward, leading the team with seven goals and assists in Champions League play, 16 goals plus assists in league play. Lautaro Martinez has done the same thing in Serie A for Inter, 16 goals plus assists. Number three on the headlines, Graham Potter and Chelsea. What in the world is going on with this team? Lost two games in the last week. Both were 1-0 score lines. Losing to Dortmund in Champions League in the away leg. 1-0. Okay, that's not bad. That's fine. Losing to Southampton at home. That's not good. Their last win was January 15th. Three draws and then these back-to-back losses. The staggering thing about Chelsea. 10 games they've played since the, the turn of the year. January 1st. 10 games. They've only scored four goals in 10 games. Four, and they've spent, I don't even know how to count high enough to get to the amount that Chelsea has spent in the transfer window. It's insane. They didn't get a number nine, which makes no sense when you've only scored four goals in 10 games. Graham Potter, somebody who I think is a great manager. He did an amazing job at Brighton. It has not translated to Chelsea yet. And he should get time and he should get a a roster that actually makes sense rather than just buying every shiny object they see on the shelf. It's like you get to the checkout table and you see all these things up near the checkout. That's what Chelsea did in the transfer window. It's mi- it's mismatched parts right now. He should get time to fix it. I don't know if he will. He lost to Southampton. They, they've only scored four goals in 10 games. He's got to get something. And they go to Tottenham on Sunday. Oy. 
Number four on the headlines, Neymar. Stretched off with an ankle injury midway through PSG's clash with Lille in Liga on Sunday. Now, it is that time of the year, and if you've followed Neymar since his time in Paris, um, he likes to return to Brazil uh, for celebrations. I believe it's around his sister's birthday, actually, and I believe Carnival as well. You know, two things that coincide where you're going to have a good time if you go back home. Um, This is not that because this didn't look good. Um, 51 minutes in, he fell awkwardly on the same ankle that he hurt at the World Cup not that long ago. I don't think this is the usual, uh, yes, I'm injured and it's time to go back to Brazil for some celebrations. Uh, Yeah, I'll be rehabbing my ankle while I'm there, sure, of course. I don't think this is that. Um, But it just adds to that aura of Neymar in Paris and PSG he didn't look so good in the first leg of the Champions League they're not going to have Neymar for the second leg of the round of 16 I wouldn't expect and if that happens there's already talk that Christophe Gauthier is going to be out in Paris uh, because they have a revolving door in the manager's office and speaking of revolving doors Thomas Tuchel could come back which is hilarious because they fired him and then he went on to win with Chelsea. Um, Yeah, it makes tons of sense. Uh, Welcome to PSG. Uh, However, that is a nice segue to the three things that make me smile about this game that we all love so much. And number one involves PSG. And if you know me, you probably know what I'm going to say. It's the free kick goal from Lionel Messi that won it. This guy. I mean, come on. That's just ridiculous to do that at that moment of that match. Put it off the inside of the post. No goalkeepers getting it. He just keeps doing these things. Lionel Messi, who, according to some reports, uh, the renewal that was supposed to happen in Paris has not yet. And the talk about Miami has heated up. Just saying. Just saying. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I said years ago that it would not happen before the World Cup. Everything was focused for Messi on the World Cup in Qatar. He won that. Maybe his trajectory has changed a little bit uh, to the point that maybe he plays in 2026 if he wants to. Uh, He could play in the 2024 Copa America Expanded Edition that's going to happen in the United States. I would expect that. Uh, Does he play in 26? I don't know yet. But does he decide to stay in Europe after this deal ends, or does he maybe come to Major League Soccer? I honestly don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, people who have connections in Miami um, have been very adamant that they are in the mix realistically to get Lionel Messi, like now. We'll see. Uh, he's out of contract very, very soon. Number two on the things that make me smile. Uh, you know that show, that, that song that, that starts this show? Uh, if you know the, the World Cup history, that's Muchachos, which was the theme of the Argentine national team during the World Cup. It's very cool that Milan supporters have made their own version of Muchachos, Banditos. And they've changed the lyrics and it all fits. And it's, it's really cool. Go find the video. It's all over the place. Uh, very, very cool stuff. I would love to hear stuff like that in MLS stadiums and especially the one that we call home Mercedes-Benz Stadium. If anybody wants to make songs for people to sing, look, if they can translate it and change it to Italian from Spanish, we can do the same in English, right? Or Spanglish? Come on. Give me a Muchachos ripoff edition for Atlanta. 
This can be done, right? I think it can. I have faith in everybody. And number three on the things that make me smile as we wrap things up on Atlanta soccer tonight, Luke Brennan and that goal on Wednesday night against Toluca. Man, I was fist pumping to the point that my uh, shoulder hurt and I was so happy for him and just so happy for going all the way back to Tony Annan with the academy, getting things started with Matt Lowry, with all the coaches who have helped Luke in his development. That's a crowning moment for all the work that they've put in. And it's a crowning moment for Luke Brennan. And it's just, it's why they invest and they invest not just time, not just energy, not just people, but dollars, big dollars into that academy from day one. And Luke Brennan and that goal is why you do it. So cool to see. Join Mike Conti and me on stoppage time Wednesday afternoon, 2 o'clock, 92.9 The Game Facebook page and on Twitch. March to Match Day will be unveiled on Friday as we get ready for Atlanta United and San Jose. And 7 o'clock, Five Stripes Countdown, 92.9 The Game, Saturday and the broadcast. Kickoff, 7.39. We know that. And you can listen to the broadcast on the MLS Season Pass if you so choose. Or you can hang out with us on the radio or on the Odyssey app. And full-time report follows that afterwards. Busy, busy week. Thanks for hanging out with me on a Monday. Adios, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t